You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Amr Huli, and today I have a very special guest with me, Miss Liz McKenzie, Head of PR and Communications at Canva. Liz, welcome to the Business Wilderness. Well, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, Liz. Um, Liz, so take me back in time. Where did it all begin for you? Well, we're going to go back way in time, around 10, 11 years ago, when I actually first got my um, big break. Um, the boutique PR agency back in Hong Kong, where I was born and raised. Um, yeah. With that PR agency, actually, uh, one of our biggest clients was the Society of Publishers in Asia. And what that means for me, as a, you know, a young, young starter in the industry, was I got a rub elbows so, with you know, the people from Economist, Wall Street Journal Asia, Financial Times, Time Magazine. And it was just really exciting. It just got me, set me up for having really good contacts in the in the in the industry. Um, and I guess what happened then was I had an opportunity to move into a bigger um, PR firm, one of the largest PR firms in the world. And that's when I actually found myself thinking of whether I could choose um, to specialize in a particular industry. Um, so it was really a toss up between technology and um, healthcare, public relations. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was a it was a, a, a very straightforward choice. It was technology all the way. And with that agency, I managed to work for the likes of Microsoft, um, looking after their um, Microsoft Online Services Group, Microsoft Advertising, and um, pretty much leading um, the PR um, um, activities for Asia Pacific. Um, since then, moved on to lots of different agencies where I looked after the comms um, strategies for the likes of Google, Suspectors, which is now an SAP company, um, Parrot, which is um, the first um, company of its kind to introduce drones to the consumer market, as well as um, you know mobile phone companies like HTC, um, which is a really good break for me. And I think um, that that was what set me up for bringing my um, knowledge in house, um, in which I joined um, the CSIRO's um, new division called Data Sixty One. And for those of you who who are not familiar with the CSIRO, they are actually Australia's um, largest or biggest um, um, scientific and industrial research organization. And I was asked to actually head up the comms for um, Data61, which is their new um, data research uh, unit. Um, back with them, I was working with the smartest researchers of all time. So <laughs> basically, got to meet and work with the co-founder of Wi-Fi, um, also worked with the noted um, professor in artificial intelligence, Professor Toby Walsh, um, who played a big role in um, at the UN to actually ban lethal autonomous weapons, um, otherwise known as killer robots. So really exciting um, time to be working in-house with the CSIRO. And I guess where I am today is actually bringing all that knowledge from agency, all that knowledge with, um, with government um, research into Canva. So um, Canva, as you know, is a, is a High growth startup in Australia. We recently um, announced our one billion valuation, um, and it's a fantastic time to be here. Awesome! Lots of knowledge, lots of experience. You've been a f- you've been through a fair bit. 
congratulations. Um, welcome. So ac across the journey, you came, for, you went from a boutique agency in PR, then to working in Microsoft and Google and CSIRO. So, so it's it's been a bit of a journey, and you've seen a fair few changes across the board. Um, what trends and patterns did you see during the time, and how have they affected the industry now, or, or, or the way the world operates now? I think that's a really good question, because regardless of whether I was in an agency or working in-house, a lot of people tend to think PR um, actually stands for press release, um, rather than public relations. And that's kind of, kind of like a pet peeve of mine, is that public relations is not just about press release. In fact, if you just rely on the press release, you're pretty much stuck within the, the boundaries of a press release. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, um, at a very young age, I realized that relationships, you know, with the likes of, you know, the, the publications that you really wanted to reach out to really matter. And nowadays you see a lot of different businesses coming out with, you know, um, selling press release um, or, or media journalist databases, which is fantastic, which is great. But if you only rely on a press release and emails of journalists that you don't even know, um, I think at the end of the day, it's not good enough and it sets you up for failure. Um, it's like sending a message hoping it will stick somewhere. So the industry has been grappling with you know, the depth of the press release. And I think at the end of the day, it does have its place, whether or not you want to have you know, a concrete uh, record of announcing whatever new service or product. But it's very important to have a tailored approach to you know, media relations or to any, any kind of stakeholder relations. It's important for us to, you know, ensure that you customize, you know, whatever message you have to the right audience and to the right journalist, and then take it from there. Um, one of the other things that I've noticed a lot is um, how a lot of people are actually um, doing what we call thought leadership. Thought leadership, at the end of the day, is where you know someone shares a thought leader, like a, a thought leadership piece, an opinion piece. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say now is that there is a need for more genuine thought leadership. Um, you see a lot of people actually going on about the same, you know, the same insight. Um, just because I, I don't, I don't know if it is, but a lot of, you know, a lot of chances are is that people are really afraid to, you know, really put their opinion out there for fear that it might be wrong, it might be, you know, seen in the wrong way. But I think. If you really want to be a thought leader, you have to go out with a strong opinion. Um, our co-founder, Melanie Perkins, recently put out a medium blog around um, the highs and lows of Aussie startups. Yeah. And it really goes in depth about, you know, what, you know, that journey of Canva from the early days into what it is today. And I think that really resonated with people. It's like open book, nothing to hide. It's very transparent. And I think that's what's lacking in a lot of thought leadership pieces that we see in the market today. So that to me is pretty much a trend that we'll continue seeing is that people will go out with something really fresh and new to share rather than to go back to, you know, what has been said before. Yeah, I mean, what, what the market's currently lacking is a genuine approach. Um, there, there's not much of a genuine approach uh, with and coming out and speaking with honesty and a bit of gratitude and and basically uh like the best examples would be people like gary v and so on and so on 
you 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 seem to notice that the ones that do do these things they're the ones that do stand out and are the ones that are successful so it, it's definitely lacking that um that's that sort of approach yeah and people can smell smell it you know like if it's if it's not real and it's not authentic yeah or to have that strong opinion and if you really believe in it then there really isn't a reason why you shouldn't be able to share it absolutely absolutely i mean you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you a bit of a question off topic. I mean, now since we spoke about, um, with, with talking about the whole uh, taking the uh, an honest approach and really uh, speaking about things the way they should be spoken, um, what, what's your thought on the whole personal branding thing? I mean, everybody's trying to develop their own brand and become a brand of themselves and really explode their brand and so on. What are your thoughts on those on those activities? Because they are happening very, very often now. I think there's a time and place for that. Um, you know, you see the success of Richard Branson, for example, um, where he's successfully merged his brand, um, his own personal brand, with his company's reputation, which is great because the brand actually aligns to you know his personality, his values. And if you can find that sweet spot of, you know, who you are and what your company is, then it makes sense. Um, on the other hand, if you're, if you're harping on or using, you know, your company as a springboard to talk about your own agenda, so whether it's political or, um, or something else completely, then I think people will start, you know, that your audience will start smelling that there's a little bit um, of, um, of um, um, like um, a disconnect within that and yep. that's where things get a little bit messy absolutely okay so if you were to basically take on let's let's give you like a bit of a scenario now if you were to uh take on a new company as an an agency uh you being the agency and they needed some pr work and they needed to get their their brand out there and build the consumer confidence in their brands and get a, a bit of pr work happening because most of our audience are basically startups looking for that break, um, trying to build their reputation in their niches, in their own verticals, and so on and so on. What What are some of the steps you would take in doing so? I think um, because it's such a crowded um, marketplace, everybody wants to go out with an opinion. Um, what I said at the beginning still stays true. If we have something unique to share, a new position to have, um, that's what's going to get cut through with a lot of um, a lot of journalists, a lot of um, people online, whether it's an article on Medium or a question and answer on Quora. So I think sometimes it's all about finding out, you know, who you are and what you want to be known for. So if you're launching something like um, a new startup in that particular industry, what use the, use the right language that would resonate with that audience in that particular industry, and then share you know, your opinions around why your solution or why your service work there and actually go out there and have that conversation, listen to people's feedback and, you know, have that dialogue to, to start shaping yourself as that thought leader. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's probably the uh, best approach. And, and obviously these things take time, right? That don't just happen overnight or over a period of months. It can take yeah. years and years. So, 
It does. Um, it does take a lot of time. It's not an overnight um, success kind of thing. If it was, I think a lot of people would be would be um, you know owning the PR game at the moment. But yeah. it's not. Um, relationships take time. Building your reputation takes time. Um, but more importantly, it's um, finding that right time to also share your opinion. So, for example, if it's not um, if nobody's talking about um, an issue that you want to talk about at this moment and you try to push that issue, sure, some people might listen. But if that issue is a hot topic on the media agenda at the moment, that everybody's going to want to hear about it, then before you know it, it could be an overnight success. Yeah. Uh, so a good example is Bitcoin. Everybody's talking about um, you know, cryptocurrency. Um, if your service is around that, yeah, sure, maybe lots of people would want to hear more about your opinion. But if you're talking about something that's completely not around that, it's going to be a little bit harder to stick. Hence, you've got to work a little bit harder and spend more time um, to invest in that kind of um, thought leadership. So, once again, it, it, it's all about timing. But beforehand, that overnight success has taken you many months and years to basically build up. So, there's there's always that heavy load of work that's been done in, in the background. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, let's um, once again, let's take you back in time. Um, let's say you, you could go back to your first day at the boutique agency and uh, you, you could change the thing, you can change three things along the journey. What would those three things be? You know, I think um, it's, it's really hard to say that I want to change something because what I am today is because of all the experiences I had in the past. Um, but one thing that I've learned as I've continued to grow in this um, career path is you are hired for a reason um, because of your knowledge, because of your relationships, because of your expertise, because of your you know copywriting skills for lots of different varieties, uh, different reasons. So I think a lot of us in this industry do struggle from imposter syndrome. But if I could change one thing um, for myself in the younger years, is to actually realize that. You know, you, you do have to be confident in, you know, your counsel, um, in, you know, the approach that you want to implement for whoever client or whoever um, you work with. So for me, I think um, just being, like, honest to yourself, if you find a really good company, they will be um, happy to take on your um, opinions, take on your counsel. So that's probably the only thing that I would change is to, you know, be super confident from the very get-go awesome awesome i mean that that is a great answer because a lot of the times you sort of under, underrate yourself as an individual as, as a as a professional when really you are, you do have the goods so it's yeah. good, it's good to be confident just just not overconfident of course <laughs> it's it's very uh, prevalent in um, the pr industry because we're all seen as you know, strategic advisors, and I think um, you know you, you do have a lot of burden on your shoulders, knowing that you can break a company with any wrong move. Um, but that's the thing; like you do know what you're doing. Um, it's not you know you don't have a strategy that you just made up in the, on the top of your head like two minutes ago. It's something that is well thought out, and you've got to have confidence in that and see it through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the results speak for themselves at the end of the day. You can go on and say whatever you want to say, but if you've proved yourself many times 
time over time, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Liz, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining me. We've, we've had a very insightful chat. Congratulations once again on the evaluation of a billion dollars. Um, uh, all the best with things moving forward. And just before we, we let you go, where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there. So add me on LinkedIn um, and um, let's connect. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me on the Business Wilderness. Thank you for having me.